the whole emphasis of understanding the contrast between the the righteous and the perverse, mm-hmm. um, the the importance of the fear of the Lord, and then just addressing the heart, having a relationship with wisdom that positions wisdom differently in my brain and in my heart that there's a relationship to be cultivated you know how sometimes it feels like everything's chaotic you're just not sure what to do like maybe the fabric of the universe is unraveling or like your mind is a battlefield and you're not sure which way to go maybe you simply wish you had some better directions for living life outside of babylon This podcast is designed to help you clear your head from the fog of the battle that so often creeps into our minds and hearts. Our heart for you is that you develop clear thinking and get direction, get biblical clarity that leads to discernment about culture and life, emotions, passions, and a bunch of other important issues to find your way out of the fog and live a life that is grounded and engaged in the way of Jesus. This first season, we'll focus on the book of Proverbs and consider several questions. What is Proverbs? Why is it important today? What's its basic message? What is wisdom? Can we know it and apply it today? I'm Jim. I've invited some friends of mine to join me at the table and learn together to reclaim and engage Proverbs. The dream in our hearts is that you and a community of people like you would join. Well, I'm here with Deanna. It's good to have you on to the podcast. I really appreciate you making the time for this. Um, Would you tell us a little bit about yourself before we jump into the text? I sure will. Thanks for having me. It's such an honor, first of all, to be here. Anytime somebody wants to record me talking, it's just... (laughs) I'm very, very honored. I am Deanna Mason. I am the wife to Eddie Mason III and the mother of Eddie Mason IV, who is soon graduating from high school, and Kendall Maya who is 15 and wrapping up her ninth grade year. We live in Smyrna, Georgia. I'm originally from the Chicagoland area, kind of a transplant here. I was actually my second stint at being transplanted into the Atlanta area. My husband, Eddie, is born and raised here. So um, we're back living here in Atlanta, been about seven years now. I have a nonprofit organization that I am also the executive director of. It's called Needle Movers for Social Equity, and we focus on closing education literacy gaps in America for children of color and bridging community and healing broken hearts around racial trauma with biblical literacy. And so that's the work of my nonprofit. And I'm just, I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's great to have you. It's really great to have you. Thank you again for making the time. Now, we've, We've chatted a little bit. Uh, you have a podcast. and Tell us a little bit I about po- the podcast that you've got going. Tell us about the yeah, name and so what it's focused on. If you if you search me in the podcast land, you're going to see my podcast, Refreshed Moms, which is a podcast I launched around my LLC um, almost five years ago. So that is not the podcast that I want to share with you, actually. Okay. I have a new podcast that okay. supplements the work that I do with Needle Movers for Social Equity, and it's called Study, Pray, and Rest with Deanna Mason. And that podcast, once again, is focused on healing broken hearts through the tool of biblical literacy, but it also 
supports ministry leaders and nonprofit leaders and business owners. I have a lot of those types of people that partner with me supporting the organization and um, just being in my world. I encourage them to create disciplines around Sabbath rest in order to sustain the work and the call that they believe God has um, asked them to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what I talk about there on that yeah. podcast. You can find it on Spotify. Um, yeah. Possibly at the time of this recording, you'll find it on Apple Podcasts, but I know I'll be on Spotify. <laughs> uh, may not be there yet on Apple, but yeah, come listen. Well, it's a real joy to have you here, Deanna. It's good to to be part of the community in our church together. Just a real yeah. joy to be in small group as well. Um, I wanted to ask you, I try to ask everybody this. When you were growing up, did your parents or grandparents have any proverbs or sayings that they that they did regularly? Sayings, yes. Proverbs, I would yeah. say no. What were some of the sayings? that I can that... remember. Yeah, like the one that I can think of, I don't know why this is what I thought of, but my father used to tell us to get off the idiot box or stop spending too much time on the idiot box. And he was talking about... <laughs> The television. The television, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But if you consider what he's actually saying, he's saying that that's not feeding your mind. That's not feeding, that's not helping your mind grow. So go fill your time with something that does, which is what he was really saying. Hmm. But I cannot think of a proverb from my grandparents on either side of my family or my parents. I don't think we were a proverb family, Jim. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. I, you know what? They probably, my mom probably, no, that's not true. I probably heard other people say it. I don't think yeah. my mom ever said, if your friend jumped off a cliff, would you follow? I don't think my yeah. mom ever said that. Right. But that's one that you heard. But yeah. That's one that I heard. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, there are a lot of proverbs out there. And I feel like um, some of the, the, Oral learning is getting lost. And so I think yeah. a lot of people just don't even know what a proverb is. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, ones like, uh, look before you leap. Uh, mm-hmm. He who hesitates is lost. Those are, those are ones that, that I heard growing up. And okay. then my, my grandparents and my parents are more rural. You, you're a city girl. Yeah. We're from more of a rural place. And there were just mm-hmm. lots of sayings that I can't repeat. Um, <laughs> so, uh, some of them are repeatable, but uh, well, that's not the point of this podcast to embarrass <laughs> me. Um, so when when you think about your journey with the book of Proverbs, where would you say you are as far as like a real rookie and just getting started or are you pretty familiar? Where would you put yourself? I would put myself somewhere in the middle and then probably closer to the unfamiliar I feel like I'm just now I've I've gone through Proverbs in the past year twice. Oh, like wow. Studied the whole book two times. Um, studied it two different ways, but studied it deeply and then studied um, studied it in, in a different approach. But yeah. So recently, within the past 12 months, I've gone through the book two times, but I still feel like I'm just scratching the surface. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been reading it a long time and sometimes I think, wow, I've never seen that before. You know, yeah. I've lost track of how many times I've read it. <laughs> okay. Well, we talked about reading and um, discussing chapter two, which is a yes. whole, it's a whole lecture. It's the second lecture of the book from the father to the son. And um, 
It follows right after Wisdom's first speech, and she's got mm-hmm. other speeches. So would, would you do us the favor and, and just read it for us? I sure will. My child, if you accept my words and treasure up my commandments within you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, if you indeed cry out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk blamelessly, guarding the paths of justice and preserving the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path. For wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Prudence will watch over you and understanding will guard you. It will save you from the way of evil, from those who speak perversely, who forsake the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perverseness of evil, those whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. You will be saved from the loose woman, from the adulteress with her smooth words, who forsakes the partner of her youth and forgets her sacred covenant. For her way leads down to death and her paths to the shades. Those who go to her never come back, nor do they regain their paths of life. Therefore, walk in the way of good and keep to the paths of the just. For the upright will abide in the land and the innocent will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land and the treacherous will be rooted out of it. As you read it, what what questions did you did it raise? My main question that I really wanted you to answer for me because I struggle with this this even though I I've, I've put together an answer before for others, but mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm hitting it. I would love to hear your explanation of the fear of the Lord. Mm. Yeah. That's an important one. Yeah, that's a key concept all the way throughout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else stand out to you as, as a as a mom with teenagers? You know, this book was written for young people. Um, they would they would not just read it once, but they would be trained to memorize this book. It's poetic. Mm-hmm. It was easy to remember. So, as a mm-hmm. mom, as you think about uh, and and having been an influence in a lot of other moms' lives. What stands out to you as a mom? Well, what you just said is has inspired me. I'm like, golly, let's let me get these kids memorizing this book. But <laughs> what stands out to me, I think of me and Eddie and the things that we when we're dealing with something with our children, especially when they were younger, not as well, I I probably now still, but it's a the way we deal with them is is probably different, but we would see a behavior or they would be responding in a way that we weren't too pleased about. Yeah. And we would put a lot of work in getting the, a, a different response. Mm. And I just remember earlier in our parenting, sitting down with Eddie, I'm like, are we, are we actually looking for a behavior change or are we looking for a heart change? 
know, the behavior change maybe makes us feel like our kids are doing what we said, but is that really the end game yeah. with this? Yeah. And that's, that was the turning point in how we talk with them and how we disciple them. It was always getting to the root of the heart issue yeah. because if the heart was inclined towards God, the behavior that accompanied that just followed. Right. So oh, this really is good. what, yeah, this is what I see Solomon doing with his child or with the people of Israel. Yeah. Or any, you know, the the father or the 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 mentor to the mentee, however you want to put this. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like in probably the whole book, he's really peeling back heart issues. This is where the answer is. This is what deals with that. And that's kind of what I see. I read this and it gives me insight on how to structure my approach to parenting around these conversations of heart issues. It's really good. And it's, it's a, it's a, a tool at your disposal to encourage your children to mm-hmm. read it, to read it together. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's brilliant. It would be brilliant. Well, l- let's, let's tackle the, one of those things that you said about, you know, understanding and where it comes from. It's, there's the contingency of the if then, right? Yeah. So follow along with me there in those first four verses and just look at, uh, if you've got an app open or if you've got a Bible open and you're listening along, look at all of the different things that it says that are contingent. If you receive, treasure up commandments, make your ear attentive to wisdom, incline your heart, call out for insight, raise your voice, seek it like silver, search for it like a treasure, then you'll understand the fear of the Lord. And, you know, your your question is one I'm very happy to, to take a, a stab at defining and what is the fear of the Lord. But here it makes it clear that it's something that you pursue. It is something that um, you want so badly that you sacrifice for it. So what is the fear? What, when, when you said you did some study on this, where did you land on what you thought the fear of the Lord was just briefly? Yeah. I thought the, or the way I describe the fear of the Lord is this, Understanding the way God sees it, and you can put, you know, fill in the blank with it, sees it, sees things. Like sees the world. Sees the situation, sees mm, the world. mm -hmm. The way God deals with these things, the way God, his desires around these things and exchanging his, exchanging mine for his is me saying that when I understand what your way is, that's when I understand wisdom. When I understand the way that you do things, then that's when I understand wisdom. And then the fear of the Lord is, and I submit to doing it your way. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how I summarize the fear of the Lord. Yeah. When I had to answer that question for someone in a Bible study. <laughs> right, right. 
Well, I think that's, that gets at a lot of it because there is a sense in which fear is you're responding to the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. And submission is, is something you should do. Fear is kind of a negative word. Um, mm-hmm. We want to avoid fear. We think, you know, God's gracious and merciful, and he is, but there there's an element in which we should fear him. You know, some authors say that it's it's a reverence or it's a it's a respectfulness. It's not slavish. It's how children really should respect or honor their parents, as it says mm-hmm. in other parts of the scripture. There's an affectionate reverence. Um, there's a recognition of God's holiness, of of being watchful around the Lord. The Lord is also, every time it says the Lord, if it's capitalized in, in your English translation, that's I am. That's how God identified himself. I am who I am. Mm-hmm. So it's something that we need to pursue. And it has then that it, if you pursue it, you will understand the fear of the Lord. You'll find knowledge of God and knowledge of God is a good thing. Now, why is that important? Because the Lord is the one that gives wisdom. It's from his mouth. He stores it up. He is a shield for those who walk in integrity. He's guarding the paths of justice, watching over the ways of his saints. Mm. These are the things that he does that are a gift to us. And then there's the second then in verse 9. Then you will understand righteousness, justice, and equity in every good path. In in your experience in working in the space that you do, Deanna, mm-hmm. have have you thought much about how how God's path intersects with righteousness, justice, and equity, and every good path? Mm-hmm. How does Proverbs? Yes. Yeah. Tell me. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that. Mm. This is still a pursuit of my heart mm. because I want to understand how He views righteousness justice and equity in every good path because there's a lot of there's a lot of responses to this in our world that would love to educate me on what justice looks like and what's equity and what equity looks like and I do avail myself to what the world teaches you know I, I this is a topic that I'm interested in learning but I believe that God's way in in the way that he approaches it is the way that I should be embracing. I it makes me think of this story that this just happened last week. I was in a racial trust building workshop. It was a two-night workshop in the city of Smyrna that was um hosted by the mayor mayor's office. The the people that do it travel the world doing these workshops, but they were they have a partnership with the city of Smyrna in okay. offering these here and there. Mm. And so I went to this workshop and there was a part of the workshop where we were asked to share what our first remembrance of, of dealing with a, a race issue of some sort in our lives. And so this one woman talked about the first instance that, she, that of significance that she could remember was when she was in a mall as a teenager and she was exiting and there was an older non, I don't, I really don't know. I, I want to say um, white person, but I don't know, but I, I no longer know the right way to say, to refer to people. But uh, there was a white woman who uh-huh. said to her, um, hold um, in, use the N word in, hold the door. Hey, in, hold the door. 
And she turns around and she's like, excuse me. And, the, and she repeated herself, hey, N-word, hold the door. And she said, of course, I didn't hold the door. I just closed the door. I did exactly the opposite, was very adamant about closing the door behind me. And I, you know, I went about my way, went home. Her grandmother raised her. And so she was, she told her grandmother what happened. You know, she was very angry and offended and, you know, all the things that is a normal response to to something like that. Mm -hmm. And her grandmother was like, well, did you hold the door? And she was like, no, I didn't hold the door. What do you mean? Did I hold the door? And she was like, well, that's not what I taught. I haven't taught you to respond in that way. Mm -hmm. You respond by holding the door. You don't lower yourself to their behavior. You, you answer in a certain way, right? Now, I'm not saying that that's the way that we should be responding, but I am introducing the fact that there's a right way and a wrong way, and then there's a third way. <laughs> and yeah. the third way is what I refer to as God's approach. And God's approach, I I have been working to allow him to shape my heart around believing that his approach is actually the approach that ex- that, that expands the kingdom. Mm-hmm. There's a way that I could approach this in our in our worldly secular culture that would be accepted and applauded. Yeah, of course, close the door behind you. And then there's a way that God might insert himself into this is how I would respond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I do a lot of work personally. And whenever I see those words show up in scripture of what is your version of justice? What is your version of equity? Mm-hmm. And what is your version of every good path? What is your version of righteousness? Because that's the only one that will yeah. expand your kingdom. Yeah. That's so good. I, 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 I must confess that I, I have so much to learn about righteousness and justice and equity, mm-hmm. particularly, particularly in racial reconciliation. That's mm-hmm. like a whole other next topic for Out of the Fall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would love to camp out right there. But I, I think what you've tapped into in your comment right there is that that Proverbs does describe the way of righteousness, justice, equity, and every good path. It describes it in granular detail over Mm -hmm. the course of 31 chapters. Yeah. And he's the, the, the editors who put all this together are putting this at the beginning to say, you want to know how to live? This is how you live rightly. And it's a big contrast between righteousness and wickedness. Mm -hmm. And, just to to skip to the end, you know, that the the last verse, the wicked get mentioned. The wicked are the one that are cut off from the land. They're the ones, the treacherous are the ones that will be rooted out. So there is an end game for those that are wicked. Yeah. There is a conclusion. But for the son, the father is laying out, here's the way of righteousness. Yeah follow it, pursue it. And then he, he goes into just right after that, um, that, what does it say? Wisdom will come into your heart. Knowledge will be pleasant for your soul. We, we talk about asking Jesus into your heart 
because that's a way of describing having a personal relationship. Well, that's, mm-hmm. that whole personal relationship is foreshadowed by wisdom having a personal relationship with you. Mm-hmm. It's that intimate to have wisdom and understanding. Um, and then the contrast, just to note them, the contrast then shows between two different sets of people, men of perverted speech and the forbidden or the loose woman. Mm. And he's saying, you know, there's, there are evil people. There are wicked people. And these are the ones, they're not pursuing righteousness, justice, or equity. They're pursuing them, their own agenda. They're pursuing their own past. They're forgetting the way of righteousness. They're forsaking it. They're walking away. And it, it's really tied up in, the way that they talk, too. They're men of perverted speech and a forbidden woman who has what kind of words there in verse 16? In my translation, it says smooth words. Smooth words, yeah. Yeah. Forsaking the companion of her youth, forgetting the covenant of her God. How sinks down to that. There's just this overwhelming recognition that there is a way of destruction. There is a way of wickedness and you should do all you could to avoid it. You need, and and also to admit, you need to be delivered from it. Mm. Yeah. So you hit on a lot of really good things here in this, in this passage, Deanna, the whole emphasis of understanding the contrast between the, the righteous and the perverse. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the importance of the fear of the Lord, and then just addressing the heart. It's a really compelling chapter to recognize. I, I want to ask you just as we wrap up, mm-hmm. uh, what clarifications have you had that, that you might want to share with other people or just highlight um, as we wrap up? Well, you said something that I I wrote down because I love the way that sounds. Having a relationship with wisdom. Hmm. That positions wisdom differently in my brain and in my heart that there's a relationship to be cultivated with wisdom. Yeah. So that's number one. And then... The top of this passage, this proverb, these proverbs is chapter two. I don't even know how to refer to the chapter. (laughs) Is very convicting. The if statements. Mm. Because it makes me want to go and look across my life and identify where I am not chasing after wisdom in these ways. I'm not pursuing wisdom in these ways. What ways have I been satisfied with my wisdom Mm. or the wisdom of somebody else that I'm trusting Mm. other than God? Because I don't, because those are, those are areas that if it's not his wisdom, if, if it's not the wisdom of the Lord, then I'm opening myself up to the perverse way or to folly because my wisdom, if it's not his wisdom, there is no other wisdom but but folly. If I'm putting my trust in it. So 
I feel very convicted to pray and help and walk with God to help me identify where does this relationship with wisdom need to be cultivated Mm. in my life. Oh, Deanna, that's so good. That's so good. I I just, I want to affirm that. I think it's really, really compelling to think about submitting everything in your life to the way of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Not as if wisdom is different than Jesus, but as an expression of who Jesus is, the, mm-hmm. the eternal wisdom of God, knowing God himself, having a personal relationship with God through Jesus mm-hmm. that is ultimately going to get us where we inhabit the land and where we remain in it, where we are we're secure. We're no longer on the path that we have to, to battle. We actually arrive. Yeah. And you and I know that that's through Jesus, and I think there are hints of that in this mm-hmm. particular poem as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it has been a real joy to spend this time with you around the table and to clarify some things and try and discern some things to try and develop our discernment and our shrewdness together. Yeah. Um, I've really enjoyed it. Thanks for making the time for this. Thank you for having me, Jim. Yeah. We'll have to do this again. Please. I'll be back. (laughs) All right. Would you do us a favor and follow Out of the Fog Proverbs on your favorite podcast listening app? And while you're there, leave a review. It really does help. We're trying to get the word out. So if you would share this podcast with your friends, that would be great. And let us hear from you. You can find us on Instagram at Out of the Fog Proverbs or email Out of the Fog Proverbs at gmail.com. Thanks. Looking forward to our next time together.